Hey friends, it's episode 98 of the Movement Diaries. And this is one of those episodes where I, something just kind of came into my head that I've, I've been thinking about this, but <clears throat> I just had a conversation with someone and this kind of really came into my head and I'm like stopping everything to record this episode. Um, that happens every once in a while where like, I'm like, oh my God, I have to go talk about this right now. So that's one of these episodes. Sometimes I plan things out or sometimes I'll hop on and I'm like not even entirely sure and it'll sort of come to me. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, this is like an emergency podcast. And so this is this is one of those. And here's what I want to talk about today. Um, I want to talk about disordered eating and what that really means and how that's different from a clinical eating disorder. And the work that I do, because I want you to know that you are not alone. Um, and we live in a culture and a society where disorder eating is so prevalent and has become so normalized that it is just taken for granted. And I believe, and there's data to support this, that there are so many people, because it's not just women, there are men too, suffering from this, that have no resources. Don't and, and don't like it's almost like they don't even they don't know what they don't know. Because these behaviors have become so normalized as a result of diet culture, people don't realize that these, some of the things that that they're doing are damaging or that the way they feel isn't normal and that they don't have to feel that way around food. Because we think that, oh, well, I don't have an eating disorder, right? I don't have bulimia. I don't have anorexia. um, I don't have binge eating disorder. I'm I'm fine. Um, And I do not work with people who have clinical eating disorders. That is beyond my scope. I'm always very clear about that. I do work with people who have disordered eating. So then you ask, well, what is disordered eating? Disordered eating looks like chronic dieting, yo-yo dieting, jumping from one diet to the next, chronically labeling foods as good or bad, living in fear of certain foods, uh, having cheat days where you consistently overeat stuff yourself and feel sick, Um, changing the way you socially interact with people, based on food, either saying I can't do this or I can't go there or can we go here or can we go there or please don't order that because of what's going to happen if that food is there. Um, A lot of people think that tracking food is a disordered eating behavior and it is not that black and white. There's way too much nuance and context around that. For some people, tracking is a disordered behavior. For some people, it's not. So I mention it only because it can go both ways, but it is not that black and white. Um, It's very much, the disordered eating piece is very much more about um, the why. The why am I doing this, right? Because certain behaviors can look the same on the outside, but the reason why you are doing them is what makes it kind of an unhealthy behavior or not. And so these things around food are so normalized. Like 
so often, I've mentioned this before, but I follow a lot of interior designers on Instagram. I love interior design. And I can't tell you the number of times I've seen interior designers or photographers. I follow a lot of photographers who photograph interior design as well, um, or photographers are mentioning things in their stories about like, oh my God, it's been so busy. I haven't even had time to eat today. Oh, that's the upside of being really busy. Or talking about their clean eating program or talking about their diet or being like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I just eat so many donuts. Going to have to go like work, work, work that off. You know, things that people are saying in the moment that, that obviously feels harmless and innocuous to them. My point in saying that is it is so pervasive and insidious and that we just think these things are normal, right? We think it's totally normal to preemptively exercise before we eat a really big meal or then to reactively exercise after we've had like a really huge meal or to make up if we've overeaten or had a binge to make up for it the next day or that week by being quote good or eating really clean. We think that these are normal behaviors and they are not. They are the byproduct of the rules that we have been taught since we were very, very young kids. These are things that we've learned. These are not sort of innate uh, kind of human responses to things. I mean, they're human responses to things, but they are not the way that our bodies were sort of designed to respond to these things. We do them because we don't know any other way. This is how we have learned to eat. And it causes significant mental health issues, emotional issues, and in some cases, physical issues, right? The, the chronic dieting impacts your metabolism. It impacts how much muscle you have on your body. It, there's so many um, outcomes to these behaviors that, you know, our bodies will, will adapt to because that's what our bodies do. They adapt but they are far from optimal. And so because we've been doing these things our whole lives, we just think that they're normal and then they're perpetuated everywhere we look. And so I think there's a lot of people out there who don't even realize, and I don't say this in like a negative or a mean way, don't realize that what they're doing is problematic. And so I spend so much time talking about rebuilding self-trust and learning skills and I think there's a lot of people out there who don't even know that I'm talking to them. And so the purpose of this podcast is to let you know that I am talking to you. And I don't, again, I don't mean this in a mean way. I mean this in like a supportive way. And that if you have ever felt stress or emotional distress or mental anguish because of food, that's, that's a problem. That's something that you need support for, that you don't have to live that way. That's not normal. You're, you've been told that it's normal. You've been told you have to punish yourself if you've over, overeaten. You've been told that in order to be happy, you have to restrict food so then you will lose weight and look how you want. None of this is true. This is These are things that we have been taught and sold so that people can make money. And I know that that sounds like um, I don't know what it sounds like. I can't think of the word, but ultimately like money is sort of like the root cause of so many problems and power. Um, but we have to be willing to like, look at that and face that. And 
there is so little support and help out there for people dealing with these sort of day-to-day issues around food, right? There's a lot of support for people who have clinical eating disorders. Those can be life-threatening. And I think people think that anything, like if you have a clinical eating disorder, obviously you need treatment. And if you don't, then however you eat is fine. Like it's normal. And there's actually a huge spectrum, right, of behaviors that become, that are, can be considered like maladaptive or um, like harmful to us. And a lot of these everyday things that are perpetuated that we do, that we think are like, oh, this is just what I need to do to lose weight are very, very harmful to us, harmful to our well-being, to our physical well-being, to our mental well-being, to potentially like our kids, um, as they see us like, you know, doing these behaviors, um, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Right. I mean, that's like, it just, unfortunately that doesn't work. <laughs> um, and so I want you to know that you are not alone. And when I kind of rattled off that list of disordered eating behaviors, which is not all encompassing that you can change that. That's not your only option. You can eat in a way that feels awesome, where you don't have to restrict foods, where you don't have to panic if you are going to a party and you don't know what's going to be served. If, you know, holidays are coming up, right? Right. So we've got Halloween and Halloween candy and then Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and Christmas and all whatever else that you celebrate tends to be a really tough time of year for people. And it's like, oh, yeah, there's going to be cookies and all this stuff all around. And we tend to like get really stressed and I'm going to work out extra. Oh, I'm not going to eat any carbs all week so I can eat all of my mom's Christmas cookies on Saturday or whatever it is. That's not an optimal way of living. You are making a lot of sacrifices in order to live that way. And there's, there's just, there's a better way. And again, like you don't know what you don't know because you think that is the only way. And I am here to tell you that is not the only way. I am here to tell you what it is that you don't know. And that is the way that you've been making choices around food because it's what you were taught, right? This is what you know. This is not your fault, right? When we, we don't know what we don't know. When we know better, we do better, right? Like okay, well, I'm giving you information. So now you know better. So now you have the opportunity. Okay, well, what can I do? How can I do better for myself? Um, And I just, I was just having a conversation with my my, um, business coach and saying, you know, sometimes I feel like um, what, what is like shouting into a void, you know, because I'm not giving you before and after pictures and I'm not talking about, you know, quick fix diet, quick fix diets. And here's how you can lose like, six pounds in four weeks. And, you know, I'm not showing you a before and after picture of how amazing your life is when you lose 25 pounds, because that shit isn't true. This is all stuff that we have been sold. I'm not saying that weight loss can't have a benefit in your life, right? It is not that black and white. I am not anti-weight loss. I am anti-weight loss at the expense of your mental health. And I want to be very clear about that. The way that I work with people And everything that I talk about here is about prioritizing your mental well-being around food. 
And that is why I talk about self-trust and confidence and ease to get rid of the the distress and the urgency and the panic and the obsession that we live with around food and the scale and all of that. And then when you have dealt with all that, then we can look at, okay, well, what really is my best weight? Am I eating in a way that's moving me towards that? Um, So again, like to be really clear, I am not anti-weight loss. I am anti-weight loss at the expense of your mental health. And that is what diet culture is. Diet culture is about making any sacrifice and doing whatever it is you need to do to lose weight, to look a certain way, to quote, air quotes, be happy. That's not how it works. You become happy from the inside out, not from the outside in. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. So if you haven't changed anything on the inside about what, why, and how you're eating, those results that you get haven't changed anything. It's just like you can buy new clothes and jewelry and cars and houses and it doesn't, you think that that thing is going to like make you happy and then a month or six months or a year later, you're like, you're jonesing for something else. You need something else. You need a new hit because that hasn't done it because nothing has changed on the inside. Going on a little bit of a tangent there and I want to kind of pull it back in. Um, my point again in doing this emergency podcast episode, which is not going to air for a couple of weeks, but that's okay, is to give, just provide some education around what disordered eating is, how to know if you are doing it or yeah, doing it, engaging those behaviors, and to let you know that there is a better way. That's not your only option. So if you've been doing this, obsessing over the scale, letting the number on the scale dictate your mood or giving up food groups or saying like, oh my God, I didn't have like, like going to a party and like your most favorite dessert is there and saying, oh, I didn't have any. It was so good. And thinking that that's like a win, knowing that like there is a different way, a different way to feel around food, a different way to feel good in your body, a different way to feel about how you look, right? Because we all, this is all with the end game of changing how we look, right? We go on a diet because we don't like how our body looks. It's like that simple. But a diet doesn't change the way we feel about our body. A diet just changes what you eat. That's the only thing it changes. Changes what you eat. That's it. Doesn't change how you think about yourself. Doesn't change your thoughts. Doesn't change your feelings. Doesn't change your opinions. Doesn't change your perspective. Doesn't do any of that. So I want you to know that if you've been living this way and feeling this way and feeling like a, a you know, like the slave, the, the scale is ruling your life and feeling obsessed with and trapped by food, that there is another way, that that doesn't have to be your life. And if you've been thinking like, well, this is just it, I guess this is normal and wondering, does anyone else think that this sucks? Yes, everyone thinks that it sucks. <laughs> Everyone, but nobody wants to say it because nobody realizes another way and everyone's just too afraid. And I say that with like love and compassion and empathy because I was there and I get it. So I'm using this podcast as a a microphone, as I'm talking into a microphone to tell you that yes, that sucks. And yes, there is a different and better way. And no, you don't have to live like that. And no, it's not normal. And no, you're not alone. I don't say it's not normal to make you feel bad. I'm saying it's not normal to let you know that like your gut instinct and wondering why this sucks so much and feeling shitty, there's a reason why you feel that way. So I think I've said everything I wanted to say. (laughs) Now I kind of went all over the place. Um, 
I thank you. Thank you for listening. I, I want to say like, I love you guys. And I don't even know everyone that listens, but like, if you are listening, it means that you have the courage to be listening. Cause I know this isn't easy to hear. I know that. And so be kind to yourself. Know that you are not alone. Everyone else listening to this is with you. Um, find me, reach out to me, connect with me on Instagram, send me a message. I literally mean you are not alone. Like I'm here. I am an actual human being. I will respond to you. Even if we've never talked before, I will respond to you. Um, that is why I put this stuff out there so that you know you have a place, you have a connection, you have a place where you feel like you belong. That gets you. So thank you for being here and more soon. <laughs>